Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Global stock markets have edged up in recent days, especially after the U.S. inflation data proved better than expected. And as the first few quarterly results from leading companies topped analyst estimates, financial markets are still moving according to artificial intelligence opportunities as well, changes in U.S. monetary policy, and from the promise of a turnaround in the Chinese economy. So to find out more about investor sentiment and the current market. Joining us on the phone today is Olivier Dacier, who's the head of applied research of APAC at Contigo. Olivier, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Thank you for joining me again today. So, Olivier, you know, with the recent U.S. inflation signaling that potential ease in U.S. Fed rate hikes, but with China confirming a slowing of its economic recovery, what's the current state of investor sentiment like at the moment? So in the U.S., you know, they, they, they were bullish after the rescue of the, of the banking crisis in March, but our models show that today they're kind of neutral. They come back down to neutral. Mm-hmm. And in China, you know, they, they, they became very positive at the first mention of stimulus uh, mm-hmm. back in, in April and stuff, but that didn't really impress them much. So sentiment has fallen back to very negative now, and they really need to see some specifics about stimulus before they jump in again. Okay, okay. So just adding on to China here, you know, investors' concerns center on the strength of China's economy and a worsening of U.S.-China relations and, of course, the rising U.S. interest rates. How has that impacted trading volumes in recent days? Did all sectors see a lower turnover? Most of them have. I mean, when we look across all markets, Mm -hmm. volume, average traded volume is lower than the average for the last 12 months, except for a few little past in the U.S. and Mm -hmm. and Japan. So big tech and and industrials have gone up Mm -hmm. in volume, but nothing else. So it's not a broad-based, it hasn't really been a broad-based market move for the first half. Okay, okay. I mean, there's also currently a divergence between return and sentiment, along with rising volatility and low volumes. Why is that, Olivier? So there's there's still two questions that are unanswered. The first is when the uh, interest rate cycle is Mm -hmm. going to peak in, in every country. But most importantly, when is it going to start to go down again, right? Mm. Because uh, if we have a, a very long period of high interest rate, that doesn't help anybody either. Right. So we are seeing investors now getting a lot more cautious. They did not expect this kind of performance in the first half. Mm-hmm. Our models show that risk is uh, volatility is starting to rise a little bit here and there. When we look at data from Eurex, we see that volume on hedging positions on European and, and Asian and Japanese index uh, futures has increased. So mm-hmm. people are trying to lock in the first half gains because they're really not sure if that's going to repeat in the second half. Okay, okay. Does this mean this could, you know, lead to a market correction in China? I think if uh, investors there with sentiment so weak, mm-hmm. if they fail to get any really positive and specific stimulus measures that they like, yes, we, we're looking at more downside there. What would that mean if there is a market correction then? It shouldn't be that deep because this is a market that has underperformed for three years. Mm-hmm. It's up only about 2% this year. So valuations are, are not stretched by any means. But 
if nothing changes, if the government doesn't stimulate right. the economy right now, and it's got all these headwinds from geopolitics, mm-hmm. it's not attractive, simply not attractive for investors. Okay, okay. So with China's weaker than expected economy results or GDP results in the first half of the year, what's your outlook on Chinese equities in the second half then? Well, they really depend on you know exports and global trades, which is slowing down, and then mm-hmm. the geopolitics is making them adopt more of an isolist uh, kind of, of, of behavior. So that's not good for them. So they really mm-hmm. need to stimulate domestic demand because it's not strong enough by itself. We have you know unemployment in, among the youth is around 20% now, mm-hmm. and these are people who don't like to stay home unless they have to, unless they don't have any money to spend. So you really want to get them back out spending. Mm-hmm. And right now, uh, that will take a, a lot of stimulus, fiscal stimulus, as well as monetary stimulus to get uh, people to hire them again, right? Right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, I want to shift focus now and go to Japan. And it looks like the bear case for Japan has recently started to attract investors' attention. Why is that? So the first half gains were mostly on the back of a, of a sharply weakening mm-hmm. yen, a low volatility, and this geopolitical realignment of the global supply chain away from China, which benefited right. Japan and India. But now we're seeing volatility start to rise again. We're starting to see the yen strengthening again. It's up about 4% since the, the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know Japan has got inflation uh, that just came out today. Again, 15th month of above target inflation. Maybe the BOJ mm-hmm. is only or close to the start of its higher interest rate cycle, when as the U.S. is at the peak. So right. we're, we're anticipating here a shift in the, in, the, uh, in the balance between the two, which would lead to a stronger yen going forward. And, and that means bad news for, for, for tech companies uh, or exporters in Japan. Right, right. Then what's your outlook on Japanese equities? So I think right now, after having outperformed all other developed markets in the first half, mm-hmm. we're probably more likely to see some profit taking or a sideways market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the BOJ said they would not change uh, policies next week, so I yeah. think the market is, is not expecting negative news right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, every month they're going to be watching this, and if first sign of, a, of an interest rate increase that, that the cycle has begun, I think you'll see profit taking. Okay, okay. Also, it looks like, you know, big news, big headlines, earnings season has kicked off. And based on some of the earnings that you've seen, Olivier, how does the earnings results reported so far set the tone for the rest of the season? I mean, do you expect more optimism or more disappointment? So far, it's been pretty good, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we, we were worried going in. I mean, we had low expectations, right? The fact right. that uh, quotes uh, an average of negative 7.4 mm-hmm. as an expectation for the S&P 500 companies. Uh, so far, they've, out, uh, they've outpaced that, or at least they, they were not as bad as expected. But it still marks the third quarterly uh, negative growth I- I- in a row, which is, which is a little bit worrisome. But what we had so far was the banks, the big banks we know did well, the mid-sized banks we were worried about, and they did okay. Next week is the big ones, right? Next week is a lot of the big companies, you know, Amazon, AT&T, Ford, GM, uh, credit card companies like Visa, MasterCard, mm-hmm. Alphabet, uh, Microsoft. These will tell us what is the state of the consumer in the, in the U.S. and, and whether or not uh, margins are getting squeezed at consumer type of companies. So that will be a, a big uh, focus for next week. Okay, okay. So adding on to that, I mean, the quarterly corporate earnings reporting season is, you know, typically a happy time for stock markets. But it looks like some analysts say this time it may be different. So what are your thoughts? How are markets faring in response to earnings so far? So far, what we've seen is um, companies have been 
have been able to hit their top line revenue numbers, but by discounting heavily. Mm-hmm. So we are, we're starting to see that margins are being affected for the first time in, in about a year. Right. Uh, even uh, we saw with Netflix and Tesla announcing uh, good revenue numbers, but bad below expectations on the profitability. So margins is really what it's going to be about this this year. Uh, so far, companies were able to pass on higher prices to consumers. That may not be so easy to do from now on. And I think that's the focus for investors is margin and getting a little bit squeezed here and mm. we don't feel comfortable about that. Okay, okay. So what major earnings should we expect in the coming days then that could change investor sentiment, Olivier? So the big consumer plays, obviously mm. Amazon, uh, things like uh, MasterCard and Visa mm. about the state of the the, the, the in-depthness of, uh, of, invest- of uh, consumers is mm. going to be important. Coca-Cola, GM and, and Ford are also reporting. So we want to hear about whether people are buying things like cars or mm. more parts and stuff. So this is going to be a big week for consumer spending. Okay. And, and, and very, very important for sentiment. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Olivier, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. We've been speaking with Olivier Dacier, who is the head of applied research at APAC at Contigo. Stay with Money FM 89.3. This has been Money in the Market with me, Hongbin Jung. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.